Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to meet with us, to work on yourself, to help you become a thriving entrepreneur. I really want to see you succeed. You know, as I'm recording this, according to the calendar, today is National Millionaire uh, Millionaire Entrepreneur Day, um, which I think is really cool. I hope that every single one of you, you know, regardless of whether you're listening live, you're listening five years from now, whatever random day it is, that you will take a moment right now today to envision yourself as a millionaire, as a multimillionaire, as a billionaire entrepreneur. Think about that one for a minute. What would you do in the world? Um, you know, have you ever played that game, you know, where it's like, well, what if I, um, you know, won such and such or whatever? I remember, um, gosh, it's been about two or three years ago, the national, U.S. National Powerball Lottery got up to, um, well, first it was at like, I don't know, 800 million or something like that, and nobody won. And it was like, oh, wow, imagine what it's going to be next time. And it ended up being something like $1.6 billion that the Powerball lottery was. And um, and it ended up being that like five or six people won. So, um, you know, there's some irony in that, in that rather than one person becoming an instant billionaire, um, you know, it was like, you know, six or eight people only had $200 million. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love the way that we express kind of some of those things to ourselves. It's like, oh, well, I'm glad that I didn't play because, you know, I only would have made $200 million. You know, like like we have a stray $200 million just sitting around and, and uh, you know, we don't need another. <laughs> You know, um, and those are the kind of things. But have you ever done the other side of the equation, played the game where you're like, what would I do if I had a million dollars? What would I do if I had a hundred million dollars? What would you do? I encourage you. Um, if you're not listening live, I mean, take a minute and pause the recording. Now I'm talking like do this for like five or ten minutes because you can get lost in this. You can go down this like a Facebook rabbit hole watching cute puppies or cats dancing or whatever. And next thing you know, you know, five, six, eight, ten, twelve hours have gone by and you're like, what did I do with my day? Um, so, you know, don't do that. But take about five or ten minutes. Um, and if you're listening live, uh, make yourself a note real quick and then do this right immediately after the broadcast. Um Take about five or ten minutes and envision being given a billion dollars. Now, in this particular case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to free you from the concept of, well, you know, the government would take X percentage in taxes. Let's just say that after tax money, 
you have $1 billion. Right now, today, boom. Um, now, I'm going to talk on the other side of that here in a minute, but, but, but first I want you to really lock in on that. Think about the possibilities of that for just a minute. Just take it in. Okay, and now, you know, what would you do? Now, here's the fun part about it. And uh, for those of you that did record, did pause uh, because you were listening to a recorded version of this, um, I want you to look back at your list. For those of you that are doing this live, you know, kind of take mental note of how, how this goes in order. Um, look back at your list. Um, what were the kind of things you spent your money on? Did you spend it all on, uh, you know, hat pins? <laughs> uh, There's a joke Kathy and I have around here. Um, you know, was it all given away? Did you give it all to charities and you didn't spend any of it on yourself? Um, for many, um, especially moms, and I know we have a lot of ladies that listen that are moms, uh, whether their kids are grown like ours are now or they're somewhere in the process of that process. Um, you know, for some of you, you ended up, when you look back at that list, every single thing you spent that whole entire billion dollars on was something to do with your kids. And I get that. Um, you know, when I play this game with myself, I end up finding myself um, in varying points uh, giving a percentage of that to every single one of my kids. And uh, for those of you that know that I have six kids, you know that regardless of how big or small, how generous I'm feeling that day, that's a big chunk of whatever, you know, you're playing the what-if game. Um, and, uh, you know, parents, uh, you know, relatives, loved ones, um, you know, is there a coaching program that you're like, oh, man, could you imagine going and spending a whole day live with Lisa Nichols or maybe flying to Hawaii and spending, you know, a weekend at Tony Robbins retreat? Um, you know, would you sit down with and, and then just fill in the blank, you know, and, and for each of us, the level that we can imagine it also kind of shows what level we're at right now. A lot of you. Um, may have found, and this is why I went with a billion dollars instead of a million dollars, because in 2018, which is what it is right now if you're listening live, in 2018, you could go through a million dollars pretty quickly and uh, end up with literally nothing to show for it. Uh, for those of you that have ever watched uh, the movie, most of you probably know the iconic 80s version of it. Uh, it's called Brewster's Millions. Um you know, and it was a great movie. John Candy was in that movie. Um, and uh, Richard Pryor, of course, was the star of that movie. And the concept in Brewster's Millions um, is that, and this was in the 80s, keep in mind, that he would inherit $300 million if he could spend $30 million in 30 days and have nothing to show for it except for the clothes on his back. Now, it's fun because that's actually the eighth version of that movie that's been released. Um, I didn't know this until just recently, but it was kind of fun to, to look at it. And the original one was something like, uh, don't quote me on this, but it was something like he would inherit $100,000. This was in like 1905. 
uh, you know, 1905 or 1908 or something. So the original book that the movies and this and the plays are based off of, um, you know, it was something like that. It was like you will inherit a couple hundred, maybe it was three hundred thousand dollars if he could spend thirty thousand dollars in a year and have nothing to show for it. And that was the original concept of it. Um, you know, and that was just enormous amounts of money back then. And um, they've just kind of translated it each time they've redone the movie um, into, uh, you know, modern no, n- numbers as well as the capability to do things, uh, in, you know, in a timely manner, you know, because it takes so much longer to, to go places and do things um, in the early 1900s than it would say today. Um, and I've heard rumors that they're going to remake the movie, and it'd be interesting to see what amount they use. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is, you know, because, again, like I said, a million dollars, you could spend that pretty darn quick and have nothing to show for it in 2018. Um, and if you're listening to this five years from now, you're probably like, oh, yeah, pff, I could probably spend to 10 million. I mean, I don't know. Um, but the point behind the movie is to really become mindful of what you're spending your money on. Um, and, you know, the the uncle uh, wants him to get to the point where he's as sick of spending money as he was when he was a little kid and his father locked him in the closet and forced him to smoke an entire thing of cigars because his father had caught him smoking cigars. And now every time he even sees a cigar, it makes him physically violently ill, you know, and he wants him to have that same feeling about spending money, you know. And it's interesting. I actually saw the 1945-ish version of it, and the Brewster in that one was uh, was just returning from World War II, um, and I want to say the amount was a million dollars that uh, that he was going to inherit, and he had to spend like three hundred thousand or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was considerably less. But the interesting part of it is at the very, very end of the movie, a guy comes to the door, you know, salesman, and he knocks on the door and he's like, um, you know, I want to sell you this thing. And he's like, um, and Brewster comes to the door and he's like, you can buy one of these at the hardware store for 45 cents and you have the audacity to sell it for 90 cents, <laughs> you know? And of course, you know, in modern society, cause I just saw this just a couple of months ago in modern society, the concept of the difference between 45 cents and 90 cents is like, you know, hilarious. But, um, back then, that's, you know, that's like twice as much, you know. So if you thought about it in the concept of you have the audacity to charge $20,000 for something that you can get for five or you can get for $10,000, you know, you would get the same kind of feeling as what that was in that particular case. Um, And it was a really fun look at money. And the reason why I challenge you to do this is because I really want you to look at that list, I want you to evaluate what things are your priorities. Are they good or bad? I'm not here to critique them. They're they're for you to critique. Do there need to be some changes? Um, And what does what you could or couldn't spend the money on, what does that say about your money blueprint? What does it say about your ability 
to be successful. Now, the reason why I did this in the intro, um, and some of you are like, I have no idea what Steve's going to talk about in this whole entire show. I'm totally lost. Loved the movie Brewster's Millions. It was a fun exercise to dream about having a million dollars, but what's the episode going to be about? <laughs> Today, we want to talk about best-selling author success stories. And I want you to both see the different types of success that people have based not only on where they are, but what they want. That's the coolest part about being a best-selling author is, is that it gets you to your next. You know, maybe you don't want to be a public speaker. Maybe you have a great coaching program. Maybe you really, really want to be the voice for uh, you know, child abuse or, um, you know, women's rights or any of those kind of things. Uh, all of those start from that germ of credibility that is being a best-selling author. From having established the know, like, and trust factor with your listening audience. It's so important because regardless of what you're going to do as your next... Uh, you know, some people want to make their their story into a movie, and some people, uh, you know, they just want it to be a legacy for their family, and all of those are good. I'm not critiquing any of them, but first of all, that money blueprint begins to show you both where you are, as well as maybe take a look at it and say, hey, you know what, I need to do some rearranging in, in my thinking of what's important in my life, but it also opens your mind up. And I want your mind to be wide open while you're listening to this episode. Because as I talk about the best-selling author success stories, I want you to see yourself. I want you to see your book with a logo on it that says best-selling author. And I want you to hear yourself inter introduced as a best-selling author so that you too can share a success story. Now, if you've already done a book, hey, yay for you. Uh, whether you did it with us or not, that's awesome. If it's a bestseller, that's so great. Um, I don't want you to limit yourself to what has been. I want you to think outside the box and see more and more and more possibilities. Today, we're going to embrace possibilities. As we do the first... I'll probably do several of these over the course of, you know, however long, the next several years. As we do the first best-selling author success stories, just little clips, I'm literally going to be reading to you what they said on Facebook and then commenting a little bit about it. So take this journey with us. We're excited to do it, and we hope that by the end of this time, you'll have taken just a needlepoint move closer to living as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. 
that message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur as we talk today about best-selling author success stories. So all of these that I'm going to be talking about today, if you were to go to Facebook and do hashtag best-selling author success stories, um, all those words, um, and hit enter, you would see these. Now there's a little bit of a trick to that. You need to be a member of Best Sellers Guild. This is not necessarily my way of tricking you into joining Best Sellers Guild. However, it is a free group where authors, authors-to-be, uh, all get together and share. It's a really great family, and you know, you're welcome to join us at Best Sellers Guild. You could just go bestsellersguild.com, and that'll take you straight to that Facebook page. Or you can, um, you know, type in Best Sellers Guild in Facebook. Um, either one will take you. It is a group that you have to ask to join. But, um, you know, we're pretty nice about letting people in. So uh, we would love to have you as part of it. And then when you do the hashtag best-selling author success stories, best-selling author success stories, um, you will get uh, all, you could see all of these if you wanted to look at them. So first I'm talking, uh, I'm reading from a post done just recently by Tiffany Noonally. And she says that she got a picture sent to her from one of the people that was listening to her. And she was actually in a parking lot taking notes during the discussion. And then later asked to sign up for personal coaching. Tiffany says, don't ever think that, you, that your work doesn't matter. It does. Someone needs you. Remember your assignment is attached to a need. Repeat after me. God, enlarge my territory for your glory. Show me the need and equip me to serve. Thanks, Tiffany. I really appreciate that comment. And Kathy reposted it. It's exciting. You can actually see in this picture. Here's, uh, you see just a little corner of the steering wheel and then the whole dash above the, even one below the the radio dial is just sticky notes. Just, you know, she was filling out stuff and sticking them on the dashboard and filling out the next one, sticking it on the dashboard. It's so exciting, you know, and then the client sent to Tiffany, uh, you know, here's what I was doing while you were talking. I pulled over in a parking lot to take notes. Now imagine that being your message to be able to impact somebody that way. Think about what that would mean to you to have somebody tell you that you impacted their life. And then, you know, it is cool that the person actually signed up for one of Tiffany's programs. That is the power of being a best-selling author. 
and you can be one too. I want you to really hear that through all of this is, is that you can be a best-selling author too. So let's move on to our next best-selling author success story, uh, Carol Parker Walsh. Dr. Carol Parker Walsh is so amazing. She has two best-selling books. She was all in um, in our very first batch of people that we did this with when we when we took it public. When Kathy and I were no longer playing small and also only working with really high-end clients, one to maybe five a year, um, and we said, hey, we're taking this out to the world. We want to impact the world. We reset our goals and said, you know, we want to help a million people become best-selling authors. And in that first batch, we did 20 best-selling authors basically in the month of December. We started actually uh, at the beginning of November um, and wanted to get all of them to launch during that month of December, you know, because it's a 30-day process, our authority package, you know, and so you got to start in November to be able to publish in in uh, December. And she was one of those first 20 um, and then after her bestseller came out, she turned around in, it was either January or very early February, published her second book. So she's a two-time bestselling author um, going through our system. And Dr. Carol Parker Walsh, her, um, her stuff is just amazing. She's got a, a regular segment on her local uh, TV station, um, one of the news shows. Uh, she's one of their people. She goes in and talks to them. Uh, about your clothing, you know, because her book is called Your Clothes Speak. Uh, her company, Evolve Image Branding and Confidence Consulting, Dr. Carol Parker Walsh. She says, I'm so excited to share the cover of an amazing new magazine, Emerge. It's a quarterly magazine inspiring women globally to manifest their highest potential and destiny. And yours truly is on the inaugural issue. What an honor. And it is too. She she copied it here. The cover of Emerge Magazine, a brand new magazine, volume one, issue one. It says right there, and there's a really good picture of Carol um, right on the cover. So think about that for a minute. A brand new magazine that's coming out that has huge, uh, you know, plans, you know, I mean, because nobody's going to put out a magazine and go, I hope nobody reads this, <laughs> you know, and on their inaugural, their very, 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 very first cover, they contact you and they say, hey, we want you to be the cover girl for our very first issue. I mean, what kind of an honor is that? That's so awesome. She goes on to say the official launch of the magazine is July 28th of 2018, but I can release the cover today. Thanks to the founder and president, Kiana Cressman. And then she says, join the mailing list social media sites via the special announcement link and be sure to subscribe. And, you know, I, I would uh, suggest to, you know, look up Emerge Magazine, um, and really to check out the cover. I mean, it's just so amazing. And then I want you to really put yourself in Carol's shoes and think for a minute, what would it be like for me if I was on the cover of a magazine? What would that do for my business? What would it do for my confidence? How would I feel to be asked to be the cover of a magazine? That's exciting stuff. I'm excited about it just talking about it. Um, and I hope that it inspires you too. 
Lena Hurdle Price. Um, I love this in here because this is recent. Lynn just became a best-selling author May 18th. She became an international best-selling author. And so um, she was going through and seeing some things on her own as well. And uh, it was cool because she was number one in France. She, um, really neat, exciting story. Her book was in a really hard category. One of the categories she was in was the category cancer, all of cancer. You know, not just a specific, uh, you know, like a breast cancer or colon cancer or one of those kind of things, but specifically all of cancer. And she was number two in that category. And the only reason why she wasn't number one in that particular category in the U.S. is because John Grisham launched a book that same day. Now think about this for a second. You have a picture of your book, number two, and the only book that beat you was John Grisham's brand new book that released that day. Think about how exciting that would be. But then Lynn went back and she uh, got a few more screenshots. And get this, her book was also number one in two different categories in Japan. And so she posted, just found out that my book is number one in two categories in Japan. Think about that. People all over the world hearing your message, listening to your story, reading your book, reviewing it, and getting enough downloads that in two completely separate categories, Japan has ranked you number one. France has ranked you number one. Your book is number two in a huge category about all types of cancer. Number two only next to John Grisham's brand new release book. You can say, you know what? I'm in competition with John Grisham. I'm at that level. I remember a few years ago, um, the first time I had Lisa Nichols on our show, um, and I encourage you to listen to the couple of episodes that Lisa was on. Uh, the f well, And actually, it was the first time I had her on live. The first time she was on, it was actually recordings um, that she had done previously, and we interjected them throughout the show. And then the second time, she was actually on live with me. And I remember I was prepping, you know, I was, I was a little nervous because that was back uh, in the very first year of doing the show. And, um, you know, and Lisa's a big deal, you know, I mean, she's been on Oprah twice. And that was where, when I really got excited, I was like, wait a minute, I am interviewing people who have been on the Oprah show. I have moved my show to the point that it's in league with and can command guests the same as Oprah. It was mind-blowing. It was a wonderful experience. Later on that year, you know, we had Matthew Knowles on the show as well. I mean, it's just so cool to see um, how things happen and how things come together. I can tell you that the success of helping others, the success of being an international bestseller, and then telling the world about it, you know, because that's the thing. If you don't tell anybody about it, then nobody's going to know. If you don't like your own stuff, don't expect that anybody else should like it either. You should be the first person to click like on every single thing you put out. And that's okay. I know there are a lot of people that are like, well, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't like your own stuff. You know, that's kind of 
unreal and then but no like your stuff love now that now that facebook gives you the ability to heart your stuff give yourself a great big heart if what you put out was amazing then say wow you know there's that wow phase and go wow you know because you should be wowed you should be impressed with yourself you should celebrate how amazing you are because it's important that you understand that you have so much talent and that you have so much to give and then really embrace that and begin to give that to the world. Don't, as the saying goes, hide your light under a bushel, but rather share all that you are, all that you have with the world so that you can really truly make the impact that only you can make. If you don't if you don't be the best version of yourself, nobody else can be you and nobody else is going to step up and go, "You know, hey, what? Um this person over here is not performing at the level that they could in life." And so, in addition to me being the best version of myself, I'm also going to come over here and uh, do do them. I'm going to I'm going to be them. You know, there's a lot of people that are great at impressions, but the point at the end of the day is nobody can be you. You can do your impression of Oprah, but you can't be Oprah. The world has an amazing Oprah. What we need is an amazing you. You may fill the time slot that the Oprah show was once on, but you're going to do it by being uniquely, brilliantly, awesomely you. Because you are great and you are living as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Today we are sharing best-selling author success stories. You can find all of these by being a member of Bestsellers Guild and then doing hashtag best-selling authors stories. I'm sorry, best-selling author success stories. Uh, Want to make sure that you get that right. So it's best-selling author success stories. Uh, you put the hashtag in front of that, do that as a search inside of Facebook, and of course have to be a member of Bestsellers Guild, and you too can see all of these for yourself, um, as well as many others that I won't be able to get to today. 
Um, the whole point behind this, you know, we talked about in the initial episode, we want to expand our minds. We want to both look at possibility, you know, that billion dollars. What would you do if you instantly were a billionaire? Okay, now I want to take it the other direction, though. What would you do if you had worked for the last 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 100 years, whatever? You know, your family had spent four generations to get to the point where you were a billionaire. What difference would that make in how you looked at how to spend that billion dollars? A lot of really fun ways to look at it. But at the end of the day, I want you to really be sparked towards success. No matter what level you're at, you may be a brand new startup entrepreneur. You may be a six-figure, a seven-figure, maybe even an eight- or nine-figure entrepreneur. Maybe you're a billionaire entrepreneur. Maybe you've already reached that level. There's always another step. You know, it's really cool for me to look at the uh, uh, the statistics of the Forbes top uh, you know, top wealthiest people, and to see now that, um, uh, you know, what's his name, uh, from Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, is now the most, uh, the richest man in the world. Um, you know, and part of that has to do with the fact that both Warren Buffett and um, Bill Gates have moved into the significance phase of their life and are really much more focused on. Uh, you know, philanthropic work, what can they do to make an impact rather than building giant amounts of wealth? Uh, they still have a whole bunch of money coming in. <laughs> Don't worry, you know, I mean, when you're at the 40 or 50 or even I think Bill, I think Warren Buffett is only, you know, $39 billion. Um, you know, <laughs> you've got some money, but, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos is still in the thick of it with Amazon. And, uh, you know, and watching Amazon grow and really help the world encompass the whole concept of, um, you know, sitting behind your computer, sitting there on your phone, whatever, and ordering things, whether it be like they started out with books or it be, you know, you're in a hotel room and you're like, hey, you know what would really help um, is if I could order a, a case of uh, bottled water or, um, you know, other things like that, you know, instead of. Uh, going down to the little market uh, inside of the hotel, which some of them don't even have. You know, you can go on Amazon Prime now and uh, you can get stuff from the grocery store, stuff delivered right to your house and often in an hour or two. And, and innovations like that is what is helping Jeff's, you know, financial outcome as well as just doing amazing things with, uh, with Amazon. But I want you to begin to take all of these things and see yourself in that. What is your best selling author success story? What do you see already? You know, a good friend of mine, Lakeisha Michelle, she's one of our best selling authors, but she said something really great on, um, I think it was Facebook Live that she was on. It was either Facebook Live or her YouTube channel. They're kind of synonymous. She may have even done them simultaneously. Um, she said, you know, you need to begin speaking what you're intending in the first person, in the now. Speak it into existence now. I am going to, you know, make $20,000 next month. I am making $20,000 next month. So you get rid of that going to and you just simply 
state it as a fact. You speak it into existence. And I want you to speak into existence your best-selling author success secrets, your best-selling author success stories. Um, so here's another one, Dr. Allie Griff, uh, Dr. Alicia Griffith. Um, you know, she really is the epitome of what I love seeing from best-selling authors. You know, she said to Kathy one time, after 20 years of being a doctor, you know, having doctor in front of my name, being a best-selling author and being able to say best-selling author has done so much more for my career than being a doctor ever did. And here's what she said is her success story. Fantastic Fridays. Here's a snapshot of taping the documentary and yet taking a break to coach one of my autism mom clients through a breakdown. We tend to think that we are supposed to do it all on our own. It's so important for you to know that you are not alone through the journey of autism parenting. Um, you know, and, and the Amazing Gift book is such a great book, and it's so awesome to see all of the things, you know, the hour-long episode of a show where they sat there um, holding up Dr. Alley's book and talking about it. Um, and now she's doing the documentary and she's getting coaching clients and she had one that needed help. Think about the people you could help. In the midst of your success, you have the ability to say, yes, I'm available to you as a coach. And yes, I would love to help you right now. Ashley Dash, whose book is out relatively new, um, and she wrote, it's an amazing experience to have someone so excited to purchase your book. I'm honored every single time I have the opportunity to sign a book. The journey of my career is deeply personal, and there is a particular story that I waited to leave out, that I wanted to leave out, because it was so vulnerable and highlighted my continual rejection. But so many people related to that very story. It's because of that time in my life I'm dedicated to finding career freedom for all those who need it. You can get your own personalized and autographed copy by going to, and then she leaves her link here, Ashley Dash, international best-selling author, really excited to see the things that are happening. Imagine, think in your mind's eye for a minute. Close your eyes. Envision the scene of someone coming up to you with your book and saying, oh, would you sign my book for me? It changed my life. Reading this was absolutely the thing that put me on the path to. Or, oh, you shared in your book something that I thought I was the only one that was experiencing. And now I don't feel so alone because I know that there are other people that have gone through this, that have made it through, and still are finding success. You know, it's so important to really think about that, to do um, all of those things that only you can do. Because somebody is waiting on your message. Somebody is looking for that answer. 
there's probably somebody right now while you're listening to this getting encouraged and motivated to to really step out, really share your story. There's probably somebody that's on Google right now trying to figure out what words could I put into a search that would help me find that answer that I need. Have you ever been there? Been at that point? I know I have. Where I'm sitting in front of the computer and I'm like, you know, you search something and it's like, that didn't really bring me the answers I'm looking for. And you're, you're trying to come up with the right words and you're like, if I can just think of the right word, then maybe I could find the answer. And sadly, sometimes it's often, it's not about the right word. It's about the fact that there is somebody that has that message, but they haven't shared it yet. Oh, what a horrible thing. You see, as Lisa Nichols says, as I've repeated many times on this show, your story isn't for you. It's not about you. It's about who it's meant to serve. You have to be able to be vulnerable and valuable to share those things. As Ashley says here in her post, the thing that she was going to leave out because she wasn't sure if she was really ready for it to come out into the world. She put in, and now people are coming up to her and saying, I was so appreciative of your vulnerability. It allowed me, in that particular story, to be, to do, to find the answer that I needed in my life. And you can be like Ashley where you're so excited to be able to help people in need. You can be like uh, Dr. Ali says in another post and inside of a magazine and think to yourself how grateful you are for each door that opens and allows you to embrace my hashtag best me. That's right, Dr. Allie. It's another one right here, just right after Ashley's post, where she was posting, check out my full-page spread in First for Women magazine, available this month. And that was the month of May. So if you're listening live, that's still available. Uh, you could get First for Women magazine, and inside of it, you can see Dr. Allie's uh, uh, picture and her story in there. And she allows herself to be vulnerable enough to talk about, you know, the article says right here, jiggle free arms right at the top of that. And she talks about a confidence boosting bonus. Those are the kind of things that you can share with people. It's amazing as you went through it and imagine how much and how important it'll be when you're able to see it change somebody else's life, to impact somebody else for good. Dr. Ray Charles, some of you that have been to some of the Speak and Write events, you've probably seen him speak. And he did his book, Enough is Enough, um, What's in Your Shoe. Um, he did that book as part of our nine-week bestseller formula. Did it while he was on the road traveling and speaking and still was able to not just write a book, but write a bestseller. And he says in his best-selling author success story... He says, share your story. Don't focus on the impact of your story 
or even the people you will reach, that's God's job. Just share your story. Never in a million years I could have seen the business applications of my story as shown in the latest Amazon book review that he shares in here. Just share your story. And I'm actually going to click on that book review so you can see it. So this person says about his book, Enough is Enough is a wonderful, thought-provoking work that explains how to identify those little things that prevent you from moving forward and give you concrete methods to explore how you are perceived by others. So you can improve yourself to be able to better provide service to them. Dr. Ray Charles inspired me to get over one of my pebbles and identify a core aspect of the product I have been working on for quite some time. I am now able to articulate the value proposition of our product with increased confidence and clarity. This is an easy read filled with anecdotes and wisdom that every innovator should absorb to see if there's something not quite there yet with their approach to salespeople or interpersonal to sales people or interpersonal communication. He lays down shoe s h o e as spirit habits observant emotional intelligence and ends with some introspective exercise that will open your mind and heart. I know that they did for me. Isn't that a great review? Can't you just see yourself going to Amazon and being like, look, I got a new review, and then hear somebody say how it changed their life? What a difference it can make. And you see, here's the thing about it. It's a system. What Kathy and I have put together is not magic. It works like magic, but it's a system. As Susie Carter said at the last Speaking Right, you know, when you find out that becoming a best-selling author is a system and that it's not magic, it's a little bit maybe like learning that there is no Santa Claus. But the truth of the matter is you need a system for success and you need somebody who knows how that system works to help you to walk you through it. Dr. Ray's book is amazing because he's an amazing person, but it's also amazing because he followed the formula that Kathy and I have helped over 400 people become best-selling authors now with that allows you to, to share your story in a powerful, impactful way that will make a difference for the people that you're meant to serve, but it's also going to make a difference in your life. Because it always does. Every time you show up as the best version of yourself, you are living as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. 
It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. As we sell, as we share best-selling author success stories with you today, right straight from the pages of Facebook. Like you said, I'm a member of Bestsellers Guild, which you would need to be to see these because they're all within the group. But then all I did was just did a search best-selling author success stories, and these are coming up. And it's so exciting to get to be able to read them to you. I hope you're enjoying them as much as, as I'm enjoying reading them to you. I can see uh, the next one here, and it's from Monica Reed. And she's talking about the three beautiful women featured in our very own best-selling authors. Their very own best-selling authors in her conference that she's doing. Congratulations to L.A. Roberts, Zanetta Beverford, and Monica Reed. They're part of an amazing thing. So let's read what Monica had to say. Meet L.A. Roberts in West Palm Beach, Florida. L.A. Roberts will be hosting our Sister Sweet Talk session at the Renew, that's R-E-N-E-W-W-U, Women's Empowerment Conference. L.A. Roberts is going to be on fire as she hosts us ladies in a private sister-to-sister bonding session and deliver an exceptional and transformational experience. Do you desire to live your best life now? Have you ever wondered why you haven't lived full out yet? Do you have an area in your life that has stopped you from showing up powerfully in the world? Join us in the room. That's so exciting. So here's L.A., Monica, and Zanetta, all three that um, are all joining in to a, a conference that L.A. put together. I mean, think about that for a minute. Not only are they all three best-selling authors, but along with a couple other ladies, L.A. was able to just go into the bestsellers guild and find other people that she knows are powerful Speakers that she's also built a relationship with inside a bestsellers guild. And now she's got an event. Isn't that exciting? From a story that she just had to tell to both deal with the pain of the loss of her grandfather as well as to honor his memory, to now doing conferences and impacting people's lives. What a great story. Debbie Burns, she shares... That moment you double-check your bit.ly, um, so that's bit.ly.path to courage, link before having them post it live on a TV show. Think about that for a second. Live on a TV show. And you discover 14 beautiful, tear-inducing five-star reviews on your book. Now I'm going to read the rest of this, but think about that for a second. So here's the link to, she's going on her own link 
that she was sharing with the TV show that they were going to post live on a TV show. And she found 14 beautiful, tear-inducing five-star reviews of her book. To those who took the time to share your thoughts with me and the world, some of you named yourself, some did not, thank you. Heart and soul explodes in glitter. And Debbie's known for her glitter bombs. Your words make every climb out of my own personal dark night of the soul worth it. I love you always and forever. Again, you know, Debbie's book, The Path to Courage, Seven Steps to Follow Your Soul, Song and Live Your Happily Epic After. Think about that shit. It's on TV. The post is being put there, the link. And just to make sure that she had it right, she finds that 14 people have read the book, have reviewed the book, rated it five stars, and had their lives impacted as they did it. Here's an exciting one I read from you. I read to you from Monica's post about LA's event, but here's a post from LA when she's sharing that she's praising God for such an amazing event last night. It was deeply powerful evening. There were tears and hugs, which led to amazing breakthroughs. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. Remember, you'll never be the same. Sharonda, Sharon Richardson, and Vicki Shell, you ladies are absolute jewels, and I was blessed to serve alongside of you. Your contributions to the event were priceless. From my heart to yours, thank you. And that's... Uh, L.A. Roberts' sister suite talks that she's doing, and that was when she was doing the one in Atlanta. Um, it's so fun because now she's got a hashtag, L.A. Roberts Speaks, hashtag love what I do, hashtag your city could be next. I want you to see yourself inside of that, and there's so many more of these. I am going to read one more, but I'm going to run out of, of time before I run out of people and their exciting stories. Um, I love so much all the things that the people are saying, um, you know, and I want you to, too, be somebody who can say, I have a best-selling author success story. I want you to be able to share that with us. Tammy Eckert says, time to share an event. I was having a session with a client and she saw my book. She bought it, took it home and began to read it. She was able to read a couple chapters before putting it down. Then a day or so after she began reading, she came in contact with someone who she cares about that has been abusive to his family in certain ways. I told him what my concern was, Tammy, and he really heard me. I know I would not have said anything because I didn't until I read your book. We do not need another book written I'm sorry. Yeah, we do not need another book written like yours. What an amazing gift she gave to herself to speak up and advocate for the family of the man she spoke with. What a contribution to the continued change that is required in the world. And I'm pretty sure that was, we need another book written like yours. Um, but that's what the person wrote. So I just was reading it as is. But think about that for a second. She gives her book to a client. The client reads part of it, and from that has the courage for the first time in her life to say something that she knows 
about an abusive situation that that person is causing. And that person's able to actually hear it because Tammy gives in her book effective ways to be able to communicate that. Think about that for a second. Think of the impact that that makes on the world. Maybe the person doesn't, you know, dramatically 180 change. They're never exactly ever going to do that again. But maybe that made just a little shift. Because that little shift, like a pebble in the pond, makes the whole world a better place. And at the end of the day, that is what I want you to envision. Because yes, it's fun to think about what would you do if you had a billion dollars right now? What would you spend on it? But what you can have right now, you already have. And that's your story, your message, what you've been through and the breakthroughs that you've had thus far in your life. You already have those. But as long as we hide them under a bushel and we don't share them with the world, they don't meet the need that they were meant to meet. So it's your time to share your story. It's your time to have your own best-selling author success stories. And that starts by joining us at Bestsellers Guild. There's others of these success stories that you can see. If you join us, bestsellersguild.com, and then just ask to be part of our free Facebook group, and you then need to write your book, write your story. You need to make it a bestseller. You need to make the impact that only you can make in the world because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. We don't just want you. We do. But we need you to be all that you can be, to share your message, your life, your story with the world and make that impact that only you can make to put that book out there so that you can serve the people you're meant to serve and then be able to rejoice with your own best-selling author success stories. Kathy and I want that for you. Kathy and I know how amazing you are. We want you to see it too. We want you to be able to live every day of your life as the most thriving you can possibly be. To go through life thinking, being, and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.